See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. The last respite of all men. Movies. Right? Huh? <laughs> Were those words? Was that English? Hi, this is Flora Wadagogo. You're listening to show number 120. There's 119 more of these. They're behind us. Go look them up. My name's Mal. With me as always... Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown. If you want to check out all the shtick that I'm going to be talking about, go ahead and get a pencil. I'll wait. Okay. Uh, Okay, now you got your number two pencil. You can write down bunchofdorks.com or store it in your little brain and remember it because that's where you're going to go for all things podcast all the time. Top button, Slow Robot Go-Go. That's where we talk about movies. Middle button, two-dimension podcast. Podcast with no direction, which talks about funny books. Bottom one, is Bunch of Dorks. That's where we talk about dumb shit and play music. All of it's dumb shit, but most of it's funny, we hope. So, <laughs> go there. Or you can go to slowrobot.gogo.wordpress.com. And if you're listening to any of this on iTunes or Stitcher or blah, 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 would you take a moment and do us a solid? Would you, would you just do, do a rate and review for us? You know, a little bit. <laughs> uh, it helps us out tremendously, and it would take you about 14 seconds. They don't listen. Nobody listens. They don't listen. It breaks my heart. Oh, well. So that's my shtick. Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown, what's your shtick? I have no shtick, man. I have, another, I have another blog called Destination Nightmare where we do comic books also and we do scans. Speak softly do, but carry a big shtick. Yeah, <laughs> some, something like that, yeah. And it's, it's more the same but different, if that makes any sense. <laughs> it's like exactly the same but like not, you know, so like you, that. You guys go to Destination Nightmare, uh, Google it, Blogspot, Destination Nightmare, whatever. Yeah. Go there and see the difference or... See, not the difference. Yeah, that's awesome, though. you got a lot of stuff going on on there. Like, yeah, there's lots, a lot. Lots there's of scans, a lot. lots of information, lot lots of, of comic cool books. stuff. More comic books. Yeah. And, and uh, King Don told me you guys talked a lot about uh, the last two shows were kind of about the monster kits. Those old, the, the, the Aurora Monster Models. Yeah, those yeah. are... Those Did you mon- have one of those? When, did you have those when you were a kid? No, I didn't have the monsters. I used to build a lot of, like... Cars. Like, hot rod, like, fantasy trikes and yeah. stuff like that, like, crazy stuff. Did you uh, have, like, a toy store in your neighborhood? Is it, is no. it Toys R Us? Or? No, we had to go to, um, gosh, what, which, which, what was it? It was, we'd ha- we had to drive to the Whitehall Mall, which was a far drive. It was, like, 35 minutes. And okay. there was this, there was this mall. I forget. It was, was it a Woolworth? Yeah. yeah there was Woolworth, a Woolworth yeah. and Kmart's were the only ones that had, like, the models, and I would uh, get them sometimes. Oh, man, that's pretty cool. Yeah? Eh, why not? Those were the days. What was it? Toys R Us? Toys R Us, yeah. No, 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 no. Kitty, Kitty City. Kitty City. That's the one that was by. Kitty that was the City. one on the way to the mall. If you were good, you went. They stopped at Kitty City, and then they would probably like stand out front and smoke while the kids ran around and did it. Well, in, in, in Miami, I worked for Playworld, which is the same company, nice. but they called it Playworld down there, and that was a that's a whole bunch of stories in its own. But yeah, <laughs> yeah you keep teasing that. One day on VOD, we're just gonna have to. I'm gonna have to record and just go out and have a coffee and let you just talk about uh, yeah, your Kitty City shenanigans. Play world. That's not what we're here for. We're here for movies. So, um, I'll let you go first because I'll tell you what we did a show early last week. We did it real early, and I had like kind of like a long weekend. I have an epic list of movies. Like, like yeah. I, I have like. I, I think 20 movies I watched. Well, just I didn't watch anything, so just go for it. So should we do what I watched? Because the middle section... Just do what you the middle section, Okay. Because the middle section is going to be my uh, theater review. Okay. So this is all movies this time. We're all business, man. No, no, no party in the back. This is just all business up front. Okay. So for some reason, I rewatched Resident Evil, the first one. Um, that's a video... That's, that's a movie based on a video game starring Mila Kunitz... Mi, not Mila Kunitz... Um, Mila Jovovich, the, the yeah, Fifth yeah, Dimension yeah. gal. Um, I, I, Mila Kunitz is is other lady. That's um, show. Yeah, that's how he says. I think she's very uh, attractive. I think yeah. she's really pretty. Actually, more I like Mila Kunitz more than Mila Jovovich, if you can believe it. Okay, and, believe and I'm it. destroying their names like as if I had a shotgun and I was just killing the English language right now. Sorry, words are escaping me a little bit. Okay, so Resident Evil. I don't know what what can I tell you. It, most video game movies are horrid and terrible. Um, the list of tragic <laughs> failures goes on forever. Street Fighter? 
terrible. I liked it because John Claude Van Damme was in it, but other than that, you know, terrible. And uh, and well, and uh, Raul Julia. Super Mario. Worst thing in the history of the world. <laughs> so anyway, um, it, this one was okay. It has since spawned twenty five other ones, and they're progressively worse each and every time. Then I watched uh, one called Bullet. Now, this was one of those... I don't think it was direct-to-video, but it might have been... This isn't the Steve McQueen movie? No. This is one starring one Danny Trejo. Uh, um, I'm kind of on a Danny Trejo kick right now, where I'm, I'm like watching a lot of his stuff. A lot of it's the same kind of shtick. Um, you know, it's... He is one character. I actually think he's probably <laughs> a fairly... Uh, in real life, uh, I, he might have been a really, really rough at the, like when he was younger, but he's—I think he's a lot um, nicer than he appears, uh, and that might just be my his PR man, or it might be my interpretation. But he's kind of funny, and it comes across in his movies. But this one was just the drag. You, you know, know, I wanted to break in because I'll forget. You know, we were talking about action heroes a couple uh-huh. of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, when I did my top four. You didn't. Uh, you didn't include. Uh, would you include Bruce Willis in your action hero? You know, I would not, but I have kind of like men- strict mental rules in my head about what an action hero is. He isn't like he's cast as one. I mean, don't get me wrong; he's okay. been in he's been in Red. He's been in. Um, he was like they kind of put him as an action heroish in the uh, Pulp Fiction. Well, yeah, and he did the movies. You know, Die Hard. Oh, Die Hard, I. I yeah. un- He's one, but I guess by the same vein, Steven Seagal has no right to be there either. Um, but yeah, like he just—he isn't anyone that looks like my like a father that lives next door shouldn't really be cast as an action hero to me. Because I think they're trying to make that Danny Trejo into a Mexican action hero. He well, he's tough looking. Oh. You know what I mean? Like well, and so like you could even say like, what about Mickey uh, Rourke? Rourke? Now that guy, a lot of plastic surgery, and that guy, I'm fairly sure is. Um, the Crazy. real deal. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure he would hit you in a bar. Okay, so Bullets was just your standard fare. Uh, this has this whole genre has gotten a real big bump from um, Machete. Hmm. Machete, or Machete, Machete, how do you ever want to say it? Know. I call it Machete. Machete, and then there's a the second one, Machete Kills. They're very over-the-top, gory, like Mexican, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't, they're not, yeah, they're like Mexican or... I don't know what you even call them. They're funny. They're good movies. They're funny movies. This one is just kind of cashing in on that. B-movie-ish, but oh, it was all right. Then I watched a comedy called Evolution. This one was Dave Duchovny and um, uh, something William, something Sean Williams. The guy that does um, Dude, Where's My Car? Oh, yeah. I don't care. Whatever. It, it was It was okay. It was one of those comedies that was kind of like, eh, I don't know. I thought it was very funny when I first saw it back when it came out in the 90s. Not so much now. Then I watched Grandma's Boy. That is a, um, just that's just one of those like really hilarious, totally stupid movies. Um, I just enjoyed a lot. That one's a really, that, I think that's very funny. Then I watched a documentary called Muscle Shoals. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch that? The, I know what it is about the recording studio. Yeah. yeah. Um, very cool. Very interesting. Uh, it talks about, um, it gives a very good snapshot of the reality of the studios. Um, the guy who, the one guy who they featured was just, you could tell he was just the worst human in the world, but people liked him because he made good records, you know, like they would put up with Jerry him. Jerry Wexler? Not Wexler, the other one. Oh, I can't think of his name right now. I, and I just, I watched it and I, I, I mean, I know, I can see the guy's face. He was just very hard to deal with, but yeah, but a and, lot and, of great but, records. But he was there. he was the he was Wexler's like enemy. Oh yeah, they I tried, can't think of his name. Right a lot now. of documentaries now do that because of, because of King of Kong, and the success of that documentary by establishing a, a regular person as like a supervillain. A lot of documentaries now try to take that stance where this isn't just a story about a guy. Here's a story about a guy and his nemesis. Even though you're, well, you know, it's have all to have some oh yeah dramatic and and it but it was neat like 
it was neat because the guys in the Muscle Shoals studios, the studio musicians, yeah, the Roger Hawkins and uh, the, the Mud Swampers or whatever. Yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. They all these uh, black musicians would come in and say, "Give me those guys, the soul guys," and there's, and they're white guys. there's five white guys, and they were really good. Well, in, in Motown, two of the Motown guys were white. Yeah, Dennis Coffee, and I forgot who the other guy was. But people yeah. don't know that, and and why should they? It doesn't matter. Music kind of transcends that bullshit to me. Like. There's no black, white. There's no. I mean, there is obviously, but it doesn't matter when you're listening to music coming through your headphones. You know, it doesn't really matter who's. As long as it's not Katy Perry or somebody like that. Yeah, or Millie Cyrus. Yeah. Well, in in that vein, uh since you watch the Muscle Shoals, Mm -hmm. I suggest that you watch one. I think it's on Netflix called "Nothing Can Hurt Me: The Big Star Story," which is about Big Star, which was kind of like a alternative prototypal prototype alternative band. That was actually like a postmodern Beatle kind of thing. You know, they were doing that kind of music in the early 70s when everybody was heavy, you know, right, like yeah. Zeppelin. They were doing like pop, power pop, soulful pop. But there's a story about them, you know, the movie about them, and it basically deals with um, Arden Studios, which was in Tennessee. Oh, cool. So you got the Muscle Shows, which is Alabama, and then yeah. you know, the Arden, which and is then, Tennessee. And then Memphis and Nashville. Where yeah, exactly. All, like that. So I suggest and, you watch uh, yeah. that one too. And I know far. these are these are popping up these documentaries. They're and good. I, and I realize that there was record studios all over the nation at this time. I understand that, but the ones that pop up are these like ultra popular ones that all these superstars like recorded. In, and you're like, what the hell? Like, you know, they showed pictures of for Muscle Shoals. They showed pictures of like. Um, the Rolling Stones there. Yeah, and this did, yeah, was when they were wearing fur and doing heroin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, That's when they did um, the whatchamacallit album, Sticky Fingers. Yeah. They did some of it well, there, yeah. And just imagine this sleepy town in Mississippi and this carnival act rolls in. Well, you know, you the know, thing is, recording studios have their own vibe, too. And, uh-huh. if, and the group goes there to pick up a little bit of the... That's what they said. The yeah. Stones recorded in France. They did Exile. They recorded well, in Jamaica for... Uh, that, that was Goat's after. Head. Yeah. Yes. The, 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 but the, Sticky Fingers was partially yeah. in Muscle Shoals. It was, shows, it was pretty cool. Was Leon Russell involved in that, too? Or I think he was more L.A. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, that was a popular studio in the seventies. Yeah. So that was a very interesting. If you if you Except like music, for the Osmond brothers, right? The Osmond brothers. They didn't show them. There. They I didn't think show they them. did record. They showed a lot of people that did though. It was amazing. And stuff like that. When yeah. they started, there was one montage where they just kind of kept on flipping through the albums that went through there. It was insanity. Yeah, I know. It was insanity. Like how many albums went through there? Okay. Then I watched another documentary called "Terms and Conditions May Apply." If you want to be scared about using the internet, you watch this documentary. Because you'll never want to use the internet again in your life. Um, it talks about... Hackers? Mm-mm. People watching you? That and like all the... How they, they, they kind of capture every keystroke. And everything's documented. And and like everything that you ever do is now like recorded, saved, cross-referenced, mishmashed. There's all these algorithms that like... They know who you are and everything you've ever done. Like... But how do they know it's me that was on the computer at that time? They, it just there's none of that bullshit anymore. <laughs> like like they <laughs> know, assuming. like they know, and 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 then there was like they showed this. They're they're building some multi-billion-dollar government thing in Utah in like some desert, like that. That's warehousing like all the information, all yeah. things. And now you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, uh oh. Yeah. And they touched on some of the stuff and. Look, I'm not going to stop my regular life. I'm just going to live because... Paranoia. It's, no, this will make you paranoid if you watch it, man. It's not... I'm not that way. I, I, I'm kind of like, I don't give a shit. Come to my house. I'll dare you. But, yeah. wow. <laughs> Holy crap. Was that, like, kind of awakening? Because what they were talking about is how, how like, the terms and conditions, how you have to click accept. They're like, if you you can't read them. I mean, even if you tried to read them, you can't. And, like, the way they word it now, they're even, like, to stop terrorism, to prevent harmful actions, like, prevent, like, they were saying, like, that means, that, everything, that, that, like, some of the way they word it is encompassing everything all the time, like, you've given away your rights, you know. By going on the internet? Well, by clicking, okay, I accept, when you go to Google, when you click, I accept to launch uh, Firefox, when you click, like, everything has built in, like, like, hey, guess what, bye, you know, we own you now. Oh, I see. It's, what you're it's weird, yeah. and and it's and there's some of them are written like for everything you've ever done and everything you ever will be, we can use. Oh, they're talking about the search engines. 
Everything. Like, yeah, but but I mean, you have to click accept when you when you launch your email. You have to click accept. Every, Do I? You did when you signed up. Oh, okay. Like when you when you signed up for Firefox or when oh, you signed okay. up for Alright, I did. Know, oh okay. Yeah, you have to. They make you say, Yep, I agree. Okay. I don't but remember. Yeah, they're they're tricky. <laughs> so whatever. I think I'll go to hell. Yep, yep. I'm with you. I'll help take them there. Yep. And then uh <laughs> and now I'm on a list. Uh but then there's a a movie starring Simon Pegg called A Fantastic Fear of Everything. Um I'm a bit of a Simon Pegg fan. I, I really enjoyed. Uh, I loved his the trilogy of like the Hot Fuzz, the uh, Shaun of the Dead, and and what was the third one? I can't remember. Doesn't matter. I liked all that stuff. I liked oh the the bar at the end of the world, and I liked him in Star Trek. So I watched it. Interesting. He's a very good actor. It was a very interesting story about just like a paranoid writer and stuff, and was somebody actually trying to kill him? And but it was I don't know. It was all right. Then I watched the horrible schlock called Forbidden World. That is just B movie. Um, yeah, I know that movie. No, and that's not bad. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it's it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. You know. Then I walked watched Gog, Terminal Inve- Terminal Invasion, G O G. I remember a movie called Gog, but it's a fifties movie. No, this is a new one. Well, it's it's not new new. Um, and the letters are like shaped like shaped higher. It's not Gough. a 50s movie that you saw? I can't see. I See, I watched something and I can't remember it. Yeah, the movie I was, I saw, not, the Gog that I know is just called Gog. There's no... Uh, no, 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 no. There's a second this is one. something different. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I can't... I don't think it was too good because I can't remember it. All right, then I watched uh, a newer movie called Pain and Gain. That was starring The Rock and... Um, oh, crap. What's that big, thick dude's name? Ah, who cares? Which one? Yeah, exactly. It was it was a real real life story about these guys from Miami in the '90s who were like, who killed a guy to be rich, and then they were just kind of over the top crazy. They had a oh. gym. They were just gym guys, and they were like insane. In Miami, really? Yeah, and like steroided up. People and then, in Miami never did that. And they must have just. It was all fiction. Yeah. Well, but it, but it you know, it's a very it was a real story based on a true story. The real guys helped write it. Blah blah blah. They're in jail, of course. And this was one of the things that was very strange. When they showed the, at the end, they showed the the real people that were involved. Uh, am I losing you? No, no, no. Oh, okay, yeah, I was like, is this going on too long? Because I only no. have like five more movies. <laughs> no, I just had some, yeah. And at, at the end, they showed this group of these weightlifter guys who did this, and they were three or four, like I want to say Italian Americans, white, you know, bra- bravado. But they cast this as one white guy, one very black guy, one medium black guy. Now. I can understand The Rock because he has a built-in, like, people would want to see him. Why would they do that? Why would they do what? Why would they recast white guys as black guys? Like, what's the... Well, wait a minute. No, no, no. Wait a minute. That sounds a little... I'm not. I'm not uh, racist. I'm just being sarcastic. But I'm saying, if this is a real story and these are real people... What the hell's the gain of this? Why would you... Well, I think it's just they got... The, the actors that they found they liked better than other actors, I think. It, I hope that's all it is. And you're right. It probably was. I mean, again, I can see why they'd do The the Rock. Yeah. Because he's The Rock. Like I'm just joking. Because yeah. my friend... my uh, Well, there's a new Fantastic <laughs> Four movie coming out. And in this oh, Fantastic yeah, yeah, Four movie... They decided that the the guy who plays who plays a human torch is going to be a black guy, and they're completely different from the comic book. Now, my friend was at a, get, a gathering of his family, and he complained about it, and he got called a racist for complaining about it. When the reality is, he doesn't. What's the big deal? He doesn't like the fact that it's going. They're going to change, you know, the the you know from a black guy to a white guy. Okay, that's just the way he feels. Yeah. Big deal. Well, that's like the, remember they did the black honeymooners. Yeah. And that, I mean that tank. Who that, cares? That, that That's tank, fine. Go ahead and do it. I don't I care. Guess, yeah, I guess you're right. Who gives a crap? But it's just like don't call people a racist just because they don't like it. Well, and it's not that I don't like it. It just no, was not, like that's why I'm saying. Yeah, and and I, and I when I looked at that, I was like, well, now why the hell was that? Like if they would have been like those three guys, like whatever, that would have been like okay, you know, two black, two white guys and a black guy, or two black guys and a white guy, whatever. But it was three white guys. So you're like, why did they? What the hell? Like just they just, just, they just did. It doesn't matter. Oh, and, and by the way, I, I do have to. I do want to do a shout out before I forget. We uh-huh. have a new listener. Uh oh, my buddy K Marshall Jow. So nice. just a shout out to Jow because he's been listening to the shows. 
now that he's working a job where he can listen to podcasts. Cube monkey. Yeah, <laughs> not not really, but yeah, <laughs> nice. not really. Well, yeah. welcome. That's awesome. I always okay, love to have. Yeah, okay, anytime yeah. we have new listeners, welcome I love to joust. hear. Yeah. Now, did he play that game, video game Joust, a lot when no, in the eighties? No, this is just one of his like names. Oh, do you know what you're talking about? Where you're riding ostriches and like you're hitting I, each I other. I don't think so. I know oh. him in the 80s. I don't ever remember him. Oh, either. Joust was epic, epically no. horrible. No. Anyway. All right, so now oh, we're in the home stretch. I'm almost home. All right, so then I watched one called uh, a documentary called Milanus. Oh, Milius, by John Milius, yes, the, the director of did Conan you, and other movies. Did you yeah. watch that? It's on my queue. I haven't watched it. Yet. Watch it. It's good, it's, huh? Was he blackballed for his beliefs or something like no, that? Oh, he was blackballed because he was insane. Oh, well, <laughs> what, whatever stopped anybody in Hollywood from... Yes, two of our movies that we're reviewing this week were done by insane person, so... A, a grandly <laughs> insane person. Now, what he... is very sim- interesting. He's a very... Um, yeah. he's, he was gone... He went through... Uh, he was with Lucas and Spielberg, yeah, yeah. and like a couple others, and they the and boys. they rewrote each other's stuff. They worked with each other, yeah, like yeah, John Milius, yeah. And he did like this really great stuff, but slowly he started crafting his, this character for himself, and he bought into his own hype. Uh. And he would do, sh- I guess, apparently he did stuff like when he was talking to a pr- to a producer or a, or the head of a studio, he'd pull out a gun and set it there on the table. Oh, or, you like, mean, or like Phil Spector. Yeah, like like threatening people or just he was nutty. And after a while, people are like, Yeah, we don't really need him around. You know what I mean? Like if you you're kinda alienating yourself. Um <laughs> they they likened him to the John to John Goodman's character in the Big Lebowski. Okay. Like that was him in real life. A uh, big bear and it was just hard yeah. to deal with, hard to work with, so eh. Yeah. Um I mean he did a lot of he did a million great things. Oh, and also, and also, he also did the the one thing that really kind of pushed him over the edge was he did that um, what's that Wolverine's uh Red Dawn. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was kind of like a which got remade a gun gasm, and you know people were just kind of like, Hollywood's very liberal. No, but the thing about it is Red Dawn got just got remade. I know. It's obviously popular enough to get. No, it's one of the highest grossing movies. It grossed out. Yeah, it was it was grossed out. Uh, anyway, so it was interesting. I I knew who he, I knew of him. I didn't really know a lot about him, so I'm and, glad and I watched it. Anything you, know. you can do to piss off the intelligentsia is okay with me. <laughs> nice. Okay, we're in the home stretch. Two more to go. Then I watched Rush Beyond the Lighted Stage. I seen I've seen that on a VH1 Classic. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Rush is one of those bands where I didn't. I like their stuff, but I was yeah. never like a fan. Like they're, they're a tweener. Yeah, exactly. They're like, tweener. They want they're heavy metal, but they're also prog rock. <laughs> so they straddle it well. But like, uh, I as, like Tom Sawyer. Like there's yeah, a couple songs I really but like. But the real early stuff where he really sings high pitched and he talks about hell. the trees wanting equal rights. Yeah, that's a little too tough to deal with. But yeah, from <laughs> from Tom Sawyer, from like subdivisions up. Yeah, I can. I like it. I, I like have it. a lot of their stuff on vinyl. But you know, yeah. again, quarter bin. I'm gonna. Of course, I wanted to take it home. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 um, yeah. And I like it, and it's okay. But it's never one of those things where I'm like, oh, yeah, Rush is, that, is on, you know. Is that the documentary about them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen that before. Yeah, it's a good documentary. And they're very, yeah. they're very nice they're people. They're down-to-earth people, they're except the drummer. But the drummer went through a lot. Yeah. Because yeah. he and went through a lot. I don't fault him for that, because they did it a long section talking about that, saying, look, he wasn't standoffish. He's not comfortable talking to people. And if you're not t- comfortable around people, you you can't glad hand and be like, oh, I'm your best friend and... Like, he well, has a different mentality. Well, and the, the, the th- I understand yeah. that, but on the other hand, if you're not comfortable in front of people, why are you doing drumming in front of 100,000 people? Yeah, that's, but a, lot. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's but a lot different, though. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, but still, you're in front of a million people. But yeah, and it may be, maybe have person-to-person difficulties, but yeah, he yeah. went through a lot. As yeah, and then his, yeah, his, his, his yeah, sister, or his daughter died, and his wife died. Yeah, and, yeah that's so. pretty bad. Yeah, Neil Peart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who writes all the lyrics, yeah. So, yeah, that's what they said. He was such an... He was. He read so much yeah. that they had him read it. And a great drummer too. Yeah. One of the one of the best of all time. You gotta see his rig. I know. I've seen it's, it. It's massive. It's it's the size yeah. of my house. Like there's yeah. just drums everywhere. You're like, God, he doesn't set that yeah, up. Him and Tommy Lee should get together and see who's got more <laughs> just, drums. Just have. A, I have too many drums thon. And then finally, uh, because well, like uh, one of the podcasts I listened to reviewed this movie. Totally missed that one. And um, and it was a compilation to Hot Dog the movie. It's hamburger. Got hamburger, the motion picture, with uh, wow, that is just a thing. 
Well, when 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 you when you missed that, I was gonna say, "Nice shot, man." Remember that song? <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, "Hey, man, nice shot." Uh, <laughs> yeah, what a good a... shot, man. What he's talking about is every time I'm finished my list, I kind of lob it towards my garbage can. Sometimes I hit, sometimes I miss. I'm probably about sixty forty, sixty miss, forty hit, eh, maybe whatever. Such is life. Such is life. That's my epically long list. Um, don't see Hamburger the movie. Go watch Hot Dogs instead. Well, does it have like what it's supposed to have? Like, is it a boob fest? Oh yeah. Well, there you go. But watch it if that's what you want. It's way more nonsensical than Hot Dog the movie. So what? And Hot Dog has more boobs in it too. Oh well, that's that then that's see that's that what I'm saying. Like it's yeah, kind okay. of it was very sloppily made. Oh. Like it's one of the things where you're watching, you're like, this is kind of like a sloppily made hamburger, like checkers <laughs> or something <laughs> exactly. like that. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the story where the where, um. My cat wouldn't eat Checker's hamburger. He would. My cat eats anything. I gave my cat chili. He <laughs> ate it. I gave my cat pizza. Like he eats anything I'm eating. He like looked at that and was like, "No, thank you." And that's like one of the last times I ate Checker's. We have now lost Checker's at a, as a sponsor. <laughs> it's just like my cat was like, "Nope, I'm gonna go over here and lick the wall before I'll eat that." And I was oh, like, man. "Oh my god, what is this made of?" Nothing against Checker's. I'm just joking. I like them. I did. I do too. But that scared me. Yeah. All right, enough of my shenanigans. What have you watched? I'm sorry I, to take up the I, I whole... Said, I said nothing. Nothing? I, well, no, wait, but I take it back. But I have watched some of the movies that you talked about. So I'm, I'm, as, of, as, that, as of last week, I didn't watch anything. But since I've never talked about those movies that you talked about, I technically watched them. So, yes, I did watch <laughs> B- yes, Beyond the Lighted Stage. And I forgot what yeah, a couple no, of Yeah, what those ones we talked about together. All right, yeah. that's going to be it. Uh, let's go to some trailer breaks so you guys can have yeah, a, a break from Mao's brain talking, fill, filling. A lot of there. trailers. <laughs> yep. Alrighty then. Ladies and gentlemen, a minute with America's fearless shock producer, Packager of Frenzy of Blood, as he lays it on the line. Why your brutally frank package of films consisting of I Dismember Mama and Blood Spattered Bride? Oh, let's not get each other. You see it in the headlines every day. I finally had guts enough to put it on film. Why were these two motion pictures put together? To act as a rude awakening and eye-opener, sir. After all, people have a right to see and judge for themselves. Ah, come on. I've seen these films, and frankly, I think they're too violent, too raw, too brutal for the average person. Haven't you even taken any precautions? No one under 17 will be admitted unless they're properly accompanied by a parent or adult guardian. We'll be strictly enforcing the R rating and be passing out a little device to everyone attending our showings. Will you enlighten us in regard to that device? No, not on the radio. I dismember Mama and Blood Spattered Bride, a frenzy of blood that'll take you through the ringer and doesn't care where the axe falls. Fresh British. American International Pictures offer two extreme tales of shock. Super shock. One, the ultimate nightmare. Cannibal girls. There is never a meat shortage for cannibal girls. The sound of a bell will warn you when to close and open your eyes. When it rings, close your eyes and try to forget cannibal girls. Super Shock 2. You may never sleep again after experiencing raw meat. Imagine if each one died. The others ate him. Raw meat, a bloody cut above from the land of the hungry dead. Cannibal Girls and Raw Meat together, a full color. Fresh fetish. Rated R from American International Pictures. Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions. I dismember Mama. Wow. There you go. Yeah. And uh, those are trailers. I have bad I news. I dismember Mama. I have bad news for you. If you were looking for a reprieve from me droning on, bad news bears for you. We forgo. We forgo. We forgo, too. We forgooed. We forgoo. Oh, That's I, a bad word. In yeah. I got to stop pretending I know words and just dumb it down to like kindergarten level. Well, we can't do this in show in Braille, so you give me Sing! You have to use some words. I have. Uh, last week, I actually went to see Godzilla in the theater. Um, there's Gojira. A new, there's a new Godzilla movie out. And um, it was an American joint, which made me scared, very, very scared, because the last time we had an American Godzilla, it was the worst thing since 
I don't know, World War II. Yeah. It was bad. So um, I was very cautiously optimistic, I'll say. But I went to see it in IMAX, 3D, second week out, so it was nice. It was very empty because I went in the afternoon and uh, sat down. And I've heard a lot of things about this. I've heard everyone nitpicking about it because we live kind of in a society now that nothing can just be. Everything has to be nitpicked apart. and, yeah, and We're know. a bunch of nitpickers. Yes. So uh, I kind of forgot that and just went to watch it. Um, I will say I loved it. It was... Um, it was really fun. It was a really fun, good Godzilla movie. It, it wasn't the greatest Godzilla in the entire the, uh, the entire uh, timeline of Godzilla movies, but it was great. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was an epic uh, representation. You know, people said, "Oh, he's he's too fat and big now." Eh, whatever. And the other the other knock against everyone said, "Ah, there it was too slow. It was too focused on the soldier guy." And I was like, "Well, that's the way they the, all of them are." People people just remember the guy in the rubber suit. They don't realize that there was love triangles and 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 pining over should we use this weapon against the weapon and like there was a ton of stuff in those good Godzilla movies that wasn't Godzilla, hmm. you know. And that's this is very faithful to the source material. This is very faithful to everything about it. Um, it was a great movie, and to nitpick it over this and that and the other thing was just is just I think a, a disservice to. You know, to the movie, to 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 the whole franchise, actually. Right. We we start in Japan. Um, there's they find some they find they they basically they find a thing that's like a cocoon, eggs, whatever. They gestate them. It goes awry. Then two giant other monsters come out. Um, so that's where you kind of you're like, what's going on here? You know, and this this giant. This giant, like, uh, I want to say, like, not cockroach. I, I can't even describe it. It looks like a praying mantis almost, mm-hmm. without the wings and without... But it's just epically huge and destroying shit. And you're introduced to the main character, who is the loving soldier that's away from his family, and I can't wait to see you again, and blah, blah, blah. That, that kind of stuff was a little bit eh. Uh, but again, that's story. That's backstory. That's caring about it. Like, So the guy from Breaking Bad and um, Malcolm... Malcolm in the Middle. The Malcolm in the Middle dad. I forget his name, but he's very popular. Um, He's the father working at the nuclear plant. And and when this thing goes awry, you know, they lose the mom. The mom dies. And the son, whatever. Like, I can't, like, I'm having trouble remembering it because I have, like, movie short circuit. I've watched so many movies. Um, It doesn't even matter. Like, he knows that this is happening again. Like, they, they, like this event happens. They seal off the town. He can't get back. The mother dies. The father is still crazy. The kid's in, in the army over in, uh, you know, he's an American now, not in Japan. And it, like, it kind of fast forwards 15, min- 15 years later, and this is where this all picks up. Uh, crazy ba- uh, Malcolm in the Middle guy goes, oh, this is happening again. I see these, these, uh, these things again. And he gets, and he's he's trying to break into this old town that's been sealed off since the original event, which is where they're doing the the tests to make the radioactivity for the other thing, to keep the the the, the pod alive. So he sees the same seismic activity. He breaks in. The police catch him. That's when you find our hero has to go back to get his dad out of jail in Japan. That's the reason we're in Japan. Then okay, this thing gets out. It goes crazy. Now it's on. Like all that other stuff is just like okay, very interesting. They have to make a bomb to kill the thing and stuff and whatever. All these animals are drawn to radioactivity, and um, you know the two. There now there's two big wing, winged things. Like or one has wings, one doesn't. The two um, uh, praying mantis style, and that's when Godzilla comes out. And then they were like, well, Godzilla is not for humankind. He's not trying to save humans. He's just trying to maintain that he's the top of the food chain at all times. Which I guess that's kind of in his character the whole time. Anything that comes to Earth, he's like, no, this is mine, and get out of here. You know, he's a very dumb, gigantic, powerful animal. So, blah, blah, blah. They All three animals rush to uh, San Francisco for some reason, because there's a bridge there that can be destroyed. There's mm, lots of yeah, landmarks. Yeah, that are, sure. And this was the only time I did feel some frustration. The the, the winged creature of the Praying Mantis style is the the, the female who's laying eggs now. She's found the male. The whole entire world would be overrun with these gigantic creatures if Godzilla wouldn't kill them. 
there's some army crap, but who cares? That that you know what I mean? Like that's just like whatever. Just like they're doing, like they're trying to get a bomb to lure him out away from the cities, and he's the only one that can do it because it's an analog trigger and blah blah blah. You know, that's all just whatever. Um, you do when when Godzilla comes onto the shore and fights the the male version of those things, which is a smaller one without wings. They're showing people running in terror, and right when they start to fight, like right when the first clash hits. They close the doors and you're into like like hiding mode, and it flat and it and it smash cuts to some other people talking about what they need to do, and I'm like, look, okay, at this point, show some fight scene. I know they're trying to build tension. They're trying to build like that. I can't wait to see Godzilla fight. There it is. Leave the camera on it. Like don't. They pulled away and now that's gone forever. Now that fight was just gone. Hmm. So you know Godzilla fought that guy, but whatever. So then about 20 minutes later, then it comes back, and then it's kind of full fight, like full-on fight. And the two of them are beating the hell out of Godzilla, and back and forth. Very good storytelling from that perspective. Um, Godzilla has two very epic kills in this thing. They are like, the way he dispatches, spoiler alert, if you didn't see it, go remember. If, if, the way he dispatches the two other uh, creatures is insane. Okay. Very good, very good kills, very good um The end was actually kind of heartwarming and then uh if you have a heart, if you have a heart. And then um and then it, that was it. It was it was You're not going to do the spoiler alert on Brian Cranch then? Maybe you shouldn't. Nope. Right. I don't care about that other crap. I only care about Godzilla. I don't yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing. That's my my I only care about Godzilla in these movies. I don't care about the other characters. But that's and I still didn't care about the stories. Like I, they didn't, they didn't make me dislike the movie. So if people that love movies and love stories, then why would you hate that? Like that it was so slow and blah blah blah. You know, I just go there for the fights. I just go there for the Godzilla thing, and <laughs> I, I still didn't care. <laughs> I still didn't care about the talking because it was leading up to it. It was showing a story. It was giving a reason. What's happening around this? You know, uh, ah, the, the end kill. I I literally was like wow like I was like yelling around I, I couldn't believe it it was so incredible and when, in the 3D in the IMAX there was about three times when he let out the Godzilla roar loud your hair the hair on my neck stood up like it was so yeah. powerful and he did, he threw his head back like and like let the whole entire world know that he was there and it was like holy shit you know it was very fun very cool I I, I really liked it you know and uh haters be damned I don't care you know some people will be like oh, I was too boring oh, I was too slow I don't care it was it, it all made up for it I, I would gladly pay my nine ninety five or whatever the hell I paid again to see it because it was so right. fun I haven't seen it but, I, but I'll give you my two cents go ahead, go ahead go ahead because I'm sorry and I, I'm gonna be, and I'm gonna be kind of a hater okay go ahead that's you know <laughs> I don't I don't believe that Western people should make Godzilla movies because I don't think they get the point of Godzilla. I mean, and that to me is kind of like, whoa, what do you mean, Doctor Morbius? Well, I'll no, tell I'm you what I mean. I'm with you. I tell you what I mean. These movies were made by the Japanese. At first, it was kind of like an imitation, maybe of like uh, the Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms, but they added a little bit of the nuclear element to it. Toho, you know? Toho was genius. They made a ton but of then the, then they turned it into like kids movies. And I like the fact that they were kids' movies. I like the fact that you didn't have to take them serious. I like the fact that they were on, you know, television or in the movie theater and they were in a double feature or something else. When they start redoing them and they turn them into these, like, modern-day, like, techno things, it just... it just. You mean the robot versions? And no, not, not I mean the robot, but techno version as in CGI is what oh, I mean. Oh, 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 I, I don't like the fact that it's not a man in a suit. Yeah, huh? that's true. And that's why, and that to me added the humanity and the fun part of the movie to it. So, I mean, it might be a good movie, and I know my friend saw it and he liked it, you know, and, and I may see it on TV when it shows or whatever, but I think it's pointless. Well, and that's not pointless because they're making a lot of money, which is the point, I guess, you know, but I just don't think... Westerners should be making Godzilla movies, and that's no, just me. And, and no, and I, I'm with you on some levels. And well, Son of Godzilla was terrible. You gotta admit that. But it that. was made as a kids movie. It was really made as a little kid. Oh, the that point was a, of that it, was a very. But it was marketed kids. for you know. But it was actually made as a little kids movie because the Japanese have different sensibilities than we do. Not that I'm an expert on Japan, but I've talked to enough people. <laughs> well, they, it was made. It was made as it was made as, no, a, no, as and a, that's that's what it was, was made for. as a kids movie. And and let's get like Godzilla was not. 
their flagship for Toho. It became no, that. It became like, that. Like, yeah. g- like they 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 made yeah. Rodan. Uh, uh, what's the turtle? Ghidra. Ghidra. Like, yeah, Gamera was a different Gamera. studio. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Mothra. But uh, you know, all they, the monsters. They, they had fought. so many of these, and it just for some reason the first one was like wow, and then they're like oh we got something, and that and they do have something. They did have something. And he has become a personal. He has become a franchise on his own. You know. Yeah, so, J- Japan's like just a wild, crazy culture, and we shouldn't really so mess awesome. with it. They're so awesome. We should because we don't get we don't get the insanity of what they're doing. I mean, we get yeah. it, but we can't copy it, and we shouldn't. So I think but we yeah, should we just should, leave it alone. You're right. We can create our own giant monsters, which we have, and have them fighting and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But I just leave Godzilla alone. You know, and the, the monster that he beat up was kind of like uh, the Cloverfield monster. It was very, it was similar yeah, like that like heard, that yeah. lanky, long legged kind of that's what I heard, thing. Yeah. I mean, at least they made Godzilla kind of look like Godzilla, kind of, but he's kind of a fat Godzilla. But that's eh, all right. Yeah, he's getting on in age, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, the punch. those spikes were huge. Yeah. He, he is. It was a cool monster. I mean, he was very I'm sure it was well done. Yeah, oh yeah, I, no, I, no doubt about it. I, I, I actually uh, I should go out now and start finding the big toys for it and stuff like that because I, I liked it. I'll definitely buy it on Blu-ray the second it comes yeah, out. Yeah, like, sure, yeah. uh, you know, th- this will be one that I'm going to pony up the money and say, yes, you're, you're worth the twenty nine ninety nine or whatever the hell. Uh, I'll watch it. <laughs> I watch the go. hell out of these. I watch them all, though. I love them all. I think even go. the ones that people are like, oh, that's stupid. I don't care. I, you know, send him up in the moon and let's see him fight a whole ton of goofy animals and let's go. Right on. All right, that's the end of that. We're going to take another trailer break. I'm going to take a break from talking because I think the last section is going to be mostly Dr. No, Morbius. No, no, it's going to be both of us. Oh, I'll be that. there, but I think my voice box needs you to take over a little bit because I've been yap- yammering on the whole time. All right, we're going to take Have a, a drink. We're going to take a trailer break, have a little bit of coffee. We'll be right back. Lil Sheridan, huh? My name's Dangerously. Johnny Dangerously. Do you know your last name's an adverb? What awaits you? In the house of seven corpses is more than a fear you can't explain, a fate you can't prevent, a death you can't escape. The house of seven corpses holds a deadly secret. You must see it to believe it. There are eight graves, seven bodies. One killer, and he's already dead. International Amusement Corporation presents The House of Seven Corpses. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. Death waits in the House of Seven Corpses. Freeze. That's Ginger. I thought you were dead. I checked you out And that's Ginger. Ginger scores twice in the double hit show Ginger plus the abductors. First, she blasts the fixers and the blackmailers in Ginger. Then she rips a girl selling syndicate wide open in the abductors. Ginger, her weapon is her body and she puts it on the line. Rick knows you're in. There's not a man alive she can't take on, put down, or slice up. Ginger scores twice. See Sherry Caparo as the female James Bond in the Dario Productions, Ginger plus the abductor. In color, from Joseph Brenner Associates, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? All right, there you go. That was the most annoying sound in the world, and their name was adver- adverbs. All right, so th- we we were unfortunately there's not a whole lot of time, and we did a two for this week, two movies. Yeah. But I don't think we're gonna need a whole like a lot of time to talk about these two I movies. Don't know. Maybe we will. I don't you know. You think? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna you short know? thrift, short shift the Ed Wood. <laughs> Everyone else has. Why no, wouldn't we? Not me, man. All right, not let's me. go. He's the king. What do we got going? What are we doing today? We got two of his classic movies. Bride of the Monster. Plan 9 from Outer Space and Glenn no, and Glenda? No, 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 no. Bride of the Monster. Uh-huh. Bride of the Monster. Night of the Ghouls. Yes. Night of the Ghouls has an interesting story. <laughs> Go for it. The, that was, it was being held by a production company 
because <laughs> yeah. he owed him money. Yeah, and it, it was never, a lab. It never got, yeah, like, and it never got put out. And then the guy that bought all the Ed Wood stuff, Wade Williams. Yeah, the the, the 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 widow said, "There's also this other one." And he paid the fees and got the got the rights to it and put it out. Yep, and put it out on VHS back in the early days of VHS. Yeah, that was like to all the B, you know, the Z movie, the Ed Wood craze. That was like the freaking, uh, that was the, uh, Holy what do you Grail. call it? Holy Grail that you didn't know. That huh. you didn't know there was a Holy Grail. Like, oh my up. God. <gasps> oh God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, the thing about these two movies is as, as, as much as people like lambaste uh, Ed Wood, he did what he could for no money. Yeah. And 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 I'll honestly besides the crappy special effects and some of the scenes where it's like <laughs> what are they even there for? It's so sad. It's like disjointed and a, a lot of the scenes are competently shot and filmed and actually look good. Like in Night of the Ghoul, some of the ca- some of the camera some of the cinematography was really nice. It looked like a 40s movie and they were really kind of like almost like 40s movies with like goofiness, <laughs> you know, and bad special effects. But you know, yeah, of course, the the octopus is like, you know, the sad, it doesn't even, it doesn't the even sad move. thing, and the and you know, Tor Johnson is always a great special effect, and he's in both movies. And <laughs> I have a special effect. It's this gigantic human. He was a, he was a wrestler, the it, Swedish it, angel, I think they I, called yeah, him. Yeah, that guy was immense. <laughs> and you know who else? <laughs> was in, I know, think he was so big he used to break toilet seats. <laughs> Uh, and I, I think that's a true story. And, it is a true story. And, and the other guy I saw, who was another portly gentleman, his name, he I don't know what his name is, he was in Teenagers from Outer Space. He's the guy with the missing index finger. Oh, in which movie? In which one? Bride he, of the Monster? He was in both of them. He was the, in, in Bride of the Monster, he was the chief with the parrot. And then in yeah, Night of the, the Ghouls, yeah, he was yeah. the hysterical guy driving the car but he was, they're driving a straight line and he's like whipping the wheel back and forth like yeah, it was going to yeah. what was the deal with the that just that to, to me that's why I crack up at these movies because the Chiefs got a parrot why? what the hell <laughs> for no reason it's what like he, he just showed up he's like hey I got this parrot should I use him Edward's like whatever just sit at that desk you know and, and, and if you notice in both movies there is Angora <laughs> <laughs> you can see the fetish there that you didn't know about till years oh, later. Wow. You can see the, the I think in the first one in Bride of the Monster she's got like a I think her cat might be Angora or yeah. something like that and the, I think the monster fondles it. Or was it in the second one? Night of the Ghouls when when the woman's laying on the ground, she's got an Angora sweater and he fondles it and it was just like Ed man. That first one where he, where um Bella Lugosi makes that girl uh puts her to sleep with Yeah, we he's doing the Dracula hand. Yeah. She lays back and you could lose eyes on those bras. Oh, her, yeah. her bra is so pointy. It, it, I think Madonna, bra, Madonna, bra, yeah. like, like costumed herself after her oh, in yes. that silver, like, gigantic pointy hat boob thing. Now, I'm like, wow. Have you have you seen the movie Ed Wood? Not not the re- no no. Mm-mm. You didn't see the biography of him. Oh, you need no. to watch. I that watched movie. the do- I watched like a documentary about him. No, but this no. was like with some British dude. The Tim Burton Ed Wood. No, I never oh, saw. Oh, dude, you got to watch it because really. Most of the movie focuses on the making of Bride of the Monster, wow. so you you can you see the original, you see <laughs> the, the 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 actors, you know Martin Landau and all of them doing their bits, but it's like then you watch the real one. It's kind of funny, you know. Martin Landau was incredible. Oh yeah, as Ed, as uh, as Bella goes, he just channeled him. Perfectly. I mean, he's a, he's a great actor. He's a great actor, but he channeled him perfectly. You know, it was just like the greatest performance of the last. You know, years or whatever. We're not really talking so much about the the plots because let's be honest, there's not much. You know, there's a weird house. Yeah, Bride of the Monster is atomic Superman. Bella goes. He's a mad scientist. He lives in the shack. He's trying to create a race of atomic Superman. People show up, mayhem, hassling him, and then then many gunshots and someone falls off of a cliff. Yeah, and he's also got he's also got that octopus monster oh, too gosh. that. Which you don't know where he is in rela- relation to the house, but apparently very close. But but he's in a swamp or something like nothing really. That's one of the funniest things about all of the Edward stuff. It's very disjointed. Yeah, nothing. It's, it's in, lived in. It lives in its own world of craziness. I know. Oh, I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying, like, do not expect anything to make any sense whatsoever. No, but it makes sense. If you live in that world, <laughs> once you realize you're in the Ed Wood yeah. world, it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah. 
that's me after about eight beers. I'm in yeah. the Ed Wood world. And yes, it, exactly. It, it all makes like, sense. This makes perfect sense. And, and it, it makes as much sense as Godzilla. <laughs> Let's put it that Get way. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really does. Cause it, you, well, no, but what I'm saying is, if you live in the Godzilla world, it makes sense. Yeah, radiation caused him. He came up. If you're living in the Ed world, Wood world, it makes sense because in the Ed Wood, Wood world, you're living in his it's brain. Hard to, <laughs> it's hard to say fast. It's hard to say Ed Wood world. It, it is hard, but <laughs> I try this. It's like Peter Piper pickle, 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 pickle peppers or whatever, you know. Wrong. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Yeah, I can't say it that fast, but yeah. <laughs> if you're living in Ed's world, let's put it that way, <laughs> it makes all sense. You know the fact that characters, you know that, yeah. and 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 the, and and Bride of the Monster has Night of the Ghouls has Tor Johnson, and again he's playing Lobo. Again, there is kind of a sequelish. Well, this thing to they it. said it's a sequel to Plan Nine, but I think this is more of a sequel, sequel to, to Bride, Bride of the, the Monster. Monster yeah. You could tell it was the same house, supposedly yeah. the same setup. This time, and they basically instead of a mad scientist, which was Bella Lugosi in Night of the Ghouls. Dr. Acula. Dr. Acula. I would have punched him in the neck for that. <laughs> Ken Duncan. Like, no, no, no. I, the Ed Wood. He yeah, was like, yeah. you're going to play Dr. Acula. I'd have been like, you're getting punched in the neck right now <laughs> for that pun. They're but, his buddies. <laughs> and Chriswell, man. Chriswell. The, the, oh, my God. So it's, and it's like the exact same thing. Cops come to hassle the man. Shenanigans ensue. Like, you know. Yeah. The, the, I was surprised that they got that the white ghost. Yeah, Gavarla Hansen, yeah. She was really a knockout. Yeah, she was like, pretty, yeah. And you're not used to that kind... This That level of female actress does not usually show up in this yeah. level of movie. She was drop-dead gorgeous. Like, she was very attractive. Yeah, the, I mean, Bride of the Monster is basically like Bela Lugosi, mad scientist, is trying to create Atomic Superman. He was kicked out of his country. Home, I have no home. Yeah, he does I that, have no... He does that famous speech. You need to watch the Tim Burton, Ed Wood movie first... Then watch these movies, and you'll get a different, you'll get a, a kind of different enjoyment of yeah. them, you know. Or read the book, but anyway, watch the movie and and and, and enjoy these movies. But yeah, you got him as my science, and then the second one, it's a it's a scheming hypnotist, uh, say, yeah. uh, you know, Doctor Acula, <laughs> who gets these people into the house, and then he's 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 trying to get their money, and he's telling them that he's reviving their dead relatives, and the cops go there, and you know, hilarity wow. ensues. Yeah. And of course, Kelton the cop is in both of them. You know, that goofball cop. And oh yeah, yeah. Isn't that like his brother-in-law or something? I, like that? I don't know what he was. He was just a good buddy. But did you notice? In, in in Night of the Ghouls, that when there's a there's a police station, there's a little wanted poster in the back. It's always him. And it's Ed Wood. That it's was that him. was amazing. <laughs> that was that was so great. And it's the classic Ed Wood picture. And it's that, and that's the only thing on those dingy gray walls. Oh yeah. It's just his black and white picture. Oh yeah. Um, you know, these were all made when when these the people that are in these, it was all towards the end. Some oh, yeah. some the end of everything like some had Lugosi had heroin problems yeah yeah uh, he was like out of it except for what Ed Wood gave him or yeah, what the, when yeah. they worked together um, Tor Johnson was from what I understand he was in a lot of stuff he was on TV he, he was, was on, on TV he was on, he did other movies a lot of tele he did a lot of television he did um, but he did this for a while you know yeah and he looked cool he Tor Johnson is icon is an yeah. icon that that figure. People sculpt it. People make dolls of it. My friend, okay, Marshall, K. Marshall Jowse bought a, just recently bought a, a Tor Johnson figure. There's T-shirts. He's a whole merchandising extravaganza. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's an icon. He's a horror icon. Of the goofiest sense, but yes. Yeah, so what? Big lumbering dude. Big know? lumbering dude with, with white eyeballs and pretty scary in real life. I mean, <laughs> if you saw that dude coming out at you like at night, you know. You, Sweep you, the leg and run as, run like yeah, hell. Run like like hell, kick, yeah. kick the knee out as hard as you can and run. Yeah. Because yeah, if he yeah. gets up, you're in trouble. Yeah, and, and the yeah. whole Ed Wood thing, again, you got to know the background. These are all his friends. These are all his, you know, and he, you know, I mean, not to quote this this movie, but Ed Wood is like the triumph of the will, and not not to quote the the you know the Nazi thing or whatever you know, but the guy had a will to make these things, and he did it. Ed Wood is a guy who you should actually look towards yeah. to be able to get with things done with yeah. adulation in a way because he got it done. He got it done for nothing. For peanuts and boy, you just and they were entertaining. However stupid they were, they were entertaining. Yeah, there's guys that worked their way up and made great movies. Ed Wood never made great movies, but he got them made. He got them mm -hmm. done. He got them. He got them. 
he got him filmed. He got him uh, released. He got books written about him. Yeah. I mean, he's just as famous as Orson Welles in a lot of ways. Now, what wasn't it? Wasn't his not as good? But yeah. Well, famous. Yeah. I I read somewhere or I saw somewhere that basically he was totally forgotten for in, many years until. Yeah. They wrote that the, that book the, that the, the worst the, movies the, ever made or something. The Golden Turkey Awards. Right. And, and that, then he died just before his newfound popularity. Wow. He died, in, I think, in 78. And then when that book came out. That was like 85 or not, or something like that. It Wasn't came it? out in, the, in 80, I think. Okay. And, and then oh, he, okay. And then interest in them like, went up like you know dramatically or whatever. Now, I remember as a little kid seeing Plan 9 in New York when I was living there in 63, 64. And freaking out because that scene when Vampira and Tor Johnson are coming yeah. in the camera scare me. So I remember that movie, and I remember, like in the early, in the later 70s, before that book got written, that I was looking at the TV guide, and it actually played on local television. And I got my friends, hey, let's, let's we gotta watch these movies. And I got it, they didn't. So it's kind of like one of those things you either get or you don't get. But even in the 70s, I got Ed because it was just See, like... It's a microcosm. You get it? I don't. Yeah, like, you know, I, I, exactly. Not, yeah. not that I hated him. Um, there was no... Neg- I don't have like negative feelings no. towards him. But I also don't have any real positive stuff. I'm, they're almost like... Well, I can't, I'd say we could do better with a video camera over a weekend. <laughs> And but that's I hope. but that's now like I mean now I guess I can say that it was different back then, and I shouldn't hate on him because you're right he got movies released he got movies in made. Hollywood you can't even do that anymore no you can make a movie and put it out on YouTube yeah <laughs> you can get Birdemic made and released but who cares but who cares but he yeah. he had a, you can see a lo- <laughs> Birdemic you can see a love of movies in his movies and you can see like a that's di- true and you can see the craziness too of his personality and you can see like the the the, the childlike and the sublime in a way so I mean I'm elevating him to the point of greatness which I think he belongs in B movie greatness because he is an Ed Wood is an icon all these guys in these movies did something that has lasted I think we're we're setting this up for the biggest a uh, chasm of our our ratings ever, you know what I mean? But that's all right. Ed- no, no, because like Ed Wood get anything by Ed Wood gets a ten for me. Anything that he did ever gets a ten because you know what? I it entertains me. Hmm. It makes me laugh. And it's actually a couple a scenes. It gets a ten, and, and and actually a couple scenes actually freak me out a little bit. Well, well because in I love in, the, in, in these? both these both these movies get a ten. Anything by Edward. Edward gets a, gets like the he is he is the guy. The golden turkey pass. If it wasn't for Edward, you yeah. wouldn't have MST. I can tell you that right now. No. And I'll, I'll explain to you. Okay, why. go ahead. Because I'm like no. Because they. Edward started the bad movie fandom in reality before the Edward and before the golden turkey things. People didn't even give two craps. That, don't you think that was like a natural phenomenon though? That I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think people were putting these down. If you look at if you look at fanzines like Castle Frankenstein, well, it was a prosine, but anyway, you can see these movies really put down bad. But then at some point, almost like William Shatner, they got the joke. But that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think it was Ed Wood. It it was it was like society always whiplashes back. No, but they hated it. But then they learned to like it because the fact that okay, you know what. It's it's good to like these movies. Maybe we're laughing at them, but we're getting entertained by them. But before it was reviled, it was like, don't even watch this. This is this old. This is crap or whatever. You know, maybe maybe it would might have naturally happened. But I'm just saying yeah. that if it wasn't for the movies like this, I don't think I don't think stuff like MST would have happened. I don't think anybody like would have given riff a tracks crap. or something. It would it would have been always put down like, oh, this is like. The lowest, the, the, the low, forget this, just watch good movies or whatever. And kids might have gone, no, but I like these. But nobody would have written about them. Nobody would have, like, made shows about them. Nobody would nobody would have had, like, B-movie fest or anything like that. Ed Wood is the responsible, as my opinion, for all this. So that's why he gets the highest wow. number. Yes, then I can go on record and say that we will have the biggest schism between us. Uh, schism? Yeah, yeah, difference. Words, yeah, what's a good word? Di- I thought you know, difference of opinion. Yeah, difference of opinion. And I don't again not hating on it, you know, but these are solid fours for me. Like that's all So you're I telling people that they shouldn't watch these movies? 
No, I'd never say that. Even if I give something a one, I would still say watch it because it's terrible. Mm. You know, like this isn't Food Fight. Don't get me wrong. This isn't the worst thing ever created. This might be uh, my last show. <laughs> How dare oh, you? Oh, the temp- <laughs> I'm just Tune joking. in next week. Will there be two people here? Let's find out. <laughs> I'm yeah. just joking. No, I, and no, I know what you mean. Like, what you mean. They're like between four and five for me. I like them. I don't dislike them. You didn't get them, any enjoyment out. You get any laughs out of them. Like some, okay. but not... Like, maybe I would just, like, in a different place. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes... No, no, it, that's understandable. I, that's understandable. I, you know, it, I'm just joking. I didn't get to see them first. So, to me, this is, like, same old hat. Like, I've seen a million... You've seen a million b- bad movies already. So, this is just this another nothing, bad movie. This was, like, nothing, this was nothing that you discovered on your own. And right. Exactly. exactly. And and, and if, if, it, if if obviously, you understand. Yeah. You know it's an Ed Wood movie. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. if I didn't know it was an Ed Wood movie, I'd be like, whatever... You know, hey, the same as what was that one the 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 big headed robot that they were making? It was a serial. Uh, oh, Phantom Creeps. Phantom, it's the same as Phantom Creeps to me. It's the same as like it had the same look and feel. Like just I don't know. And again, not dissing it. It was just what it was. Hey, you know, genius is hard to understand. I know, and that's I just don't. <laughs> what um, and, and it's and it's like the and it's like Dudley Manlove said in Planet Friday Stage. You Earthlings are stupid, <laughs> stupid, stupid. <laughs> yes. Some of us are, me included. <laughs> me, me too. I, I go on record. Me too, but that. Me too, but that's why I like these movies. You're a little less stupid than I am because you don't like them as much. <laughs> a little less stupid, but uh, no, no, I, I disagree. I disagree. I'm just as stupid as you. Uh, the uh, I'm stupider. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one of the sad things that you find out uh, is yeah. again the ending. The tragic ending. The tragic ending of his life. You know, and uh, the, I like that to think of it as Shakespearean. <laughs> that he, he and just like Poe. Where he died, yeah. you know, yeah, a, a very two, yeah. uh, he he fell in love with liquor again and became a very heavy alcoholic. Well, don't we are don't we all yes. fall in love with liquor again? I do. I always <laughs> loved liquor. I never left. But um, and then he, he lo- you know, know when lost his house and yeah, um, well, mo- and like was li- was crashing at a friend's place and yeah. And then uh, if you go online, there's a woman, and she, I, it's probably it's probably true. She's his granddaughter. And she's on YouTube. You can you, she talks about is it that a little the one bit. who was wearing that that weird puffy furry sweater? No, no, no. She's a blonde uh, lady with a red. She's just it's. On, I typed in Edward on YouTube, and then all of a sudden it said Edward's granddaughter, and the woman said, "Yeah, she was like, I think she, I think Edward had like a, a, a liaison with a woman, and I think she he got her pregnant, but they broke up, and he had this daughter, and she, you know, somebody was working with her." And they are, they actually talked to her, but yeah, she is his granddaughter. Wow, she, she's got a. She only talks for about thirty or thirty-eight. No, 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 it, three minutes or four oh. minutes. But she talks about it because there was bit. one on there from like thirty-eight minutes, and that one is talking about. I think it's a, talking about Glenn and Glenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's one where it's the the, the widow is talking. It's a it's an oh, interview. Kathy with, Wood. Yeah, yeah, that's like the full on like a real documentary. Yeah, Kathy Wood. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot out there. Um, definitely an interesting fellow. Um. Now, what would you say about him versus what was that guy that did the crazy mixed up Steckler? Steckler. What do you think about Steckler's, him versus Steckler? Uh, Ste- they're they're in the same category, except I think Steckler was a uh, was more competent in a lot of ways. I don't think I think Steckler. He, I think Wood had. I think Wood was touched by something. I think Steckler was goofy and fun, and and, and he understood like movie, like he understood a little bit more. I think about the process of, I, of an actual story, like or. a... Yeah, I can't have a story of, 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 of a movie a of, of movie making. Yeah, but they're just disjointed. So Steckler was a, a more of a cinematographer. Yeah, I think true. Ed Wood was was genuinely a mad genius. I think Ed, Ed Steckler was a, a great goofy filmmaker. Okay, but they're in the same. They're not totally dissimilar. I mean, Ed, no, Ed, no, Steckler did porn too under a different name. Ed Wood wrote porn. Yeah. He 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 acted in some movie which is borderline one time later on in his career which is kind of sad because you see him all drunk and you know the whole uh, nine yards or whatever. Really? But yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's called Necromania. He's in. He's actually in the movie and there's a scene where he's like these these girls go in the room and they jump on top of him and they're all nude and he's in his underwear but he's all drunk and fooling around with women. Yeah. You see, you get you giving wow. me this face like, and it's oh, like, like there's a classic kind of horror. I have kind of like a horror. So you, you have to know Ed Wood that's more. Like, that's like when you hear of a party at. <laughs> Stud and Ki- Kitty and Studs. It like, wasn't that bad. Like, it wasn't that when bad. When you find out that there's a Sylvester Stallone porn, you go, 
Um, uh, I don't know if I want to see this. I'm curious, but I don't know if I want to see it. You know, Ed Wood was a prolific writer. Apparently, he could write a book in like three days, and it would wow. it would just sell it to somebody for like 500 bucks, and that would pay the rent for a while. But he could like type. Apparently, according to his wife, he was like a he, he, uh, unbelievably fast typist, and he could just do these books in no time and get them done. And they just put them out. You know, it's like, hey, here's some sleeves for you. Take a read. Because that or stuff is so pulp, it doesn't even matter. They yeah, it was before all the movies, they so they would even, read. You'd read the dirtiness. They probably didn't even like proofread it. Yeah. Like, whatever, just just print it. Who yeah, cares? just print it out. Monarch Books or whoever put <laughs> it out or whatever, you know. But the, but but also, it's like the guy was the guy was genuinely crazy. Yeah. I don't know if Steckler was crazy. He crazy act, like he a acted fox, the part, but yeah, like crazy yeah. like a fox. Yeah. I think I think Wood was genuinely crazy, but in a good way. It was a, it was a fun crazy, but yeah, he there had is it. a fun crazy. It, yeah, he there's like a, a bad different. Crazy. You know, it's not like a psycho crazy, but you know. But if you really want to see uncomfortable on YouTube, <laughs> this is really uncomfortable. But it's kind of funny in a way. There's a couple of videos. One of them in particular with um, Lisa Marie, who was in the Ed Wood movie. She played vampire in the Ed Wood uh-huh, movie. Uh-huh. She was. She's beautiful. She still is beautiful, and she was uh, Tim Burton's girlfriend for many years. She was at a horror convention, and she was getting interviewed by some fanboy. I'll, I'll just say, go to YouTube and type Lisa Marie interview and check it out. She's interviewed by this kind of like nice but kind of overweight, strange fanboy, and it's all sorts of uncomfortable. She must be the nicest person in the world to have granted this guy an interview. This thing was more uncomfortable than Ed Wood in that necromania. Well, now movie. I had to go do this because I can't even imagine it. All <laughs> right, gotta see this. So look, there, there's. There's the bottom line. That's what we're talking about. Ed Wood, love him or leave him. Take and, your pick. And, I, and I'm going to say that this is the lowest rated you got to see this movie there is. I'm okay. giving them both like a four, between a four and a five. Watch them. They're, they're funny. There is a very genuine like nevity or like... Uh, like Nebishy, like, goofiness. Yeah, uh, yeah, just like just na- naivety, like na- being na- naive, na- you know, na- being nativity. Yeah. yeah, not nativity. That's Jesus. That, that's completely different. In the background, there's a nativity, yeah, and there's Jesus there, and there like and the Frosty the Snowman, and all that. No, <laughs> not funny. They're, they're yeah, good, I don't know how to pronounce that. They're word. good movies naive. Uh, to watch. Yes. Um, if you're with friends with drinking, friends beers, yes. or if exactly, you're, or if it's a rainy Sunday afternoon, maybe you're recovering from a cold. Put it on and and just 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 kind of fading out of consciousness as it's playing, and it's a great movie. And so. they're only sixty nine minutes. Oh yeah, they're, they're what a great time! <laughs> All right, that's it for this week. I'm Mal. With Dr. me, Morbius. as always, Doctor Morbius from Parts Unknown. We'll see you next week. I hope Doctor Morbius returns next week. Tune in and find I'll, out. I'll be back. Okay, he, well, I'll the, be the, back. The cat's out of the bag. He'll be back. <laughs> Get to the chopper. And that's how you make a podcast about an Edward movie that's just as long as an Edward movie. That's right. You have to make it 69 minutes. Okay, well... So we're stretching. You're going to speak for two more (laughs) minutes. I don't think we're going to make two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Insert credits here. Insert funny ha-ha thing at the end here. Sure, why not? Who slew Auntie Roo? Aunt Roo is a witch. Who slew Auntie Roo? Don't everybody leave me all alone! Don't leave me! No! No! Don't miss Shelley Winters, Mark Lester, and Ralph Richardson, who will never tell, and the teddy bear who knew who slew Auntie Rue. Who slew Auntie Rue in color-rated GP? just drank the most acid I've ever seen anybody eat in my life. The barrier between life and death is no greater than the thickness of a door. Now, the door is open. What do you want? An ancient house, a phantom car, a terrifying confrontation with evil. Trish Vandeveer, Joseph Cotton, The Hearse, a classic experience in fright. From Crown International Pictures, rated PG, parental guidance suggested. So where are you headed? Aspen. Mmm, California. Beautiful. You think Einstein walked around thinking everyone was a bunch of dumb shits?
Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Now you know why you built that bomb. Okay, there. Now we're as long as an Edward movie. Thank God it's over.